0: Love Talk Radio.
1: what's up what's up what's up welcome to my take radio this is episode six i'm your host rich and we're coming to you live from new york city on thursday august thirteenth, two 2009 the music you just heard was the transformers intro music by victor Steller. you can pick that up on podsafeaudio.com um i actually was supposed to have some new music up today but as always something got fucked up but uh whatever the case may be it'll uh It'll do for now. Maybe I'll play the new music on the outro. With that out of the way, a uh, couple of updates. Um, I'm going to be trying to do a guest appearance on Sunday night on Cleveland Sports Radio to cover the strike force Showtime event with uh, Gina Carano and Chris Cyborg, along with a host of other fighters, which I'll go over in the MMA segment. Uh, there's a lot to cover. Last week, of course, we had Kevin Beard on, one of the hosts of VGN's MediSpective, also Video Game News Radio, also Cleveland Sports Radio. Uh, he was a great guest. He also had Jedi Hillis, who is a uh, host of iPirate Radio. He was a guest as well. And a lot of stuff got left off uh, last week because there was a lot of. Uh, great back-and-forth talk, but uh, this week it's just me doing it solo, and hopefully it'll be just as enjoyable. We're going two hours tonight, uh, just as a test run. Don't know if it's going to stay at two hours or 90 minutes. It's going to switch from week to week until I get um, a good length of time, but nonetheless, uh, let's get into this week's MMA news. Uh, First thing, right off the bat, we were coming off of UFC 101. Uh, that happened uh, Saturday. I didn't get the opportunity to watch it. Unfortunately, I ended up catching it uh, the next day. But crazy stuff happened. I mean, I'm not going to go into it too much. But I can say that Anderson Silva was coming into the main event having not lost a fight since January of 2006. That's a pretty serious stat. Um, he was fighting Forrest Griffin. It was a non-title Light heavyweight bout. Uh, needless to say, round opened up. Uh, good exchange back and forth. Uh, you know, co- good combos by Forrest. Then all of a sudden, you know, Silva started dropping him consistently. Dropping him, dropping him. And then he just, he just put him out. And he pretty much knocked out Forrest Griffin in the first round with 323 left. Uh, Griffin ended up leaving the cage. To the locker room, there was no, you know, there was no discussion. There was no post-fight interview from Forrest. Uh, there were some rumors that speculated that he might have got his jaw broken. Uh, I've heard good and bad. Don't know how legit it is. But, um, you know, it was, it was kind of embarrassing for Forrest just because he got knocked out in the first round. But uh, Anderson Silva's victory just puts it into perspective of how good of a fighter he is just that he can go up in weight class and still be as dominant in a higher weight class as opposed to just his regular weight class. Now, of course, there's a lot of rumors running rampant. Uh, they were saying that Anderson may vacate his title and move up to light heavyweight. Uh, that would actually put him on a collision course with Leoto Machida, who is one of his training partners, who he's said on a consistent basis that he does not want to fight. Now, the problem is that, you know, Anderson has said, you know, he considers Leoto Machida his friend. He's a brother. He's even stated that there's no way that fight will happen. But you know what? It's not a question of, you know, we're friends and I don't want to fight you because you're my friend. It's about the fucking fights. We got to be legit here. You know, people pay to see the best fighters in the world fight. And, you know for him to sit here and say, oh, you know, I don't want to fight
0: because he's my friend.
1: It's it's bullshit. I think that, you know, if he wants to move up in weight class and he wants to fight more, you know, bigger challengers, then he has to be ready to accept the fact that he may have to fight Leoto Machida. He needs to just fucking grow a set of balls. And if he wants to go up, let him go up. But the fact of the matter is that you know, he can't just think that he's going to move up and wait and not fight his training partner if the guy's a champion. It's just not It's not possible, and I doubt Dana White wouldn't let it happen. Uh, the other main event was BJ Penn defending his lightweight title against Kenny Florian. Uh, it was a good back-and-forth fight. fight went four rounds. I think Kenny Florian was trying to get BJ Penn gassed just because he knows that BJ Penn is notorious for having bad cardio, but the fact of the matter is that you know, BJ Penn actually pulled it out and ended up, you know, choking him out in the in the in the fourth round. Now, you know, where does BJ Penn go from here? I don't know, but I can definitely tell you that Florian's going to have to fight his way back up through the rankings to uh you know, become a legitimate challenger. The fact of the matter is that you know, he went up against uh he went into a title fight twice and he's lost twice now the next thing is who's a more who's the next challenger for bj penn i mean you still got sean shirk in there i don't think that he's gonna be you know getting anywhere near the title anytime soon you know you got a lot of uh of course you got diego sanchez he's just dangerous right now and steamrolling through the competition i can see him definitely being the next guy don't quote me on it but i can say 100% that he would he would definitely do well uh, against BJ Penn, but who knows? As I said earlier in the broadcast, of course, on Saturday is the uh, strike force card. Uh, a lot of stuff has been going on that have that have had the you know it's had to make the charge the card be changed a lot. Fuck, I'm just eating all my sentences tonight. Anyway, the card's been changed a few times. Uh, the heavyweight championship was supposed to be defended. Uh, Alistair Overeem. Was supposed to fight, but he's injured. Uh, the lightweight champion Josh Thompson, he was fighting, he's injured. There's even a doubt about a welterweight fight because Nick Diaz was supposed to be fighting, and supposedly he didn't. He either didn't take the drug test, failed the drug test. No, he didn't. He didn't fail the drug test. He either refused to take the the drug test, or he decided to take it when he felt like it, and. The problem is that after he takes the blood test, I mean the drug test, the results wouldn't be ready in time for the fight, so he's off the card, which sucks. You know, with five days for the show left, but as of right now, this is subject to change. The card looks like this: Uh, to crown the uh, first women's champion, it's going to be Corano and Cyborg. Uh, They're going to also do light heavyweight championship. You're going to have Babalu fighting uh, Musai. They're actually going to be fighting for the light heavyweight championship. And since the real lightweight championship can't be defended, they're going to be fighting for an interim championship. It's going to be Gilbert Melendez. He's going to fight Mitsuhiro Ishida. That should actually be a really good fight. And for the welterweight uh, fight, it's supposed to be Nick Diaz and Jay Haran, but I believe it's actually going to be Jay Haran and Jesse Taylor. Um... I had it around. here. Yes, it is going to be Jesse Taylor. Um, Nick Diaz, his license expired on the 25th. He didn't show up for his drug test. So he's pretty much, you know, he's fucked. And uh, the preliminary card, you got uh, Fabricio Verdum is fighting on the undercard, along with a wealth of other fighters. Um, I'd go into the prelim card a little more, but unfortunately I don't know all the fighters there except for Doom. But nonetheless... You know, the fact of the matter is that Nick Diaz fucked up, and of course the new thing is that there's uh, you know, there's rumors saying that he's going to go into boxing. I think that Nick Diaz fucked himself by being a pothead, because that's what he's notoriously known for, and he should have taken the uh, drug test, but what what can you say? Uh, Nick Diaz's teammate Jake Shields actually took the time to put out a soundbite saying he wanted to fight Frank Shamrock. He feels that Frank Shamrock is ducking him, and he pretty much said that Frank Shamrock is a pussy. I don't know, you know, why Frank Shamrock won't fight him, but, you know, Jake Shields, pretty legit dude. He can say what he wants, and, you know, I have a feeling that he, he if he fought Frank Shamrock, he might whoop his ass, too, just like Nick Diaz did. To close out the MMA news, we had a couple of people get cut from the UFC. Uh, Tallest Latest, he got cut and um, Tandem McCrory, he got cut. Uh, also, Dan Kramer, George Roop, and Danilo Villafort were all cut. But the fact of the matter is that I, there's always going to be some purging going on, especially after uh, they bought out so many of Affliction's contracts. Um, the only thing that is happening that is pretty cool is that the UFC is really trying to get at strike force over the whole Fedor thing, and they're really trying to scoop up a lot of good fighters uh, one of which is Phil Baroni, who allegedly agreed to a contract with the UFC. Uh, the New York badass, as he's affectionately known, is a, is a good fighter. He can definitely bring in uh, some good welterweight presence into an already stacked welterweight division. Uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. That's going to close out MMA news for this week. Definitely want to recommend you guys check out the Strikeforce event on Showtime this Saturday because, like I said, it's free. And the women are fighting for the belt. And, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it's girls fighting. Look, these chicks beat the fuck out of each other. If you don't believe me, go on YouTube and look up uh, Cyborg or look up Gina Carano, and you'll see that they beat the fuck out of each other. It's chicks, mean chicks in the face. It's fucking great. Nonetheless, it'll be on Showtime this weekend, so definitely check it out. That's wrapping up the MMA news for this week. Uh, a little bit of wrestling news, nothing too crazy. Um, the WWE is going to try, once again, to do some real circus act shit, and they're supposedly going to do a Raw in September, a three-hour Raw, that's going to be headlined by the Big Show versus Shaquille O'Neal. I have no idea why the fuck they're going that route. You know, it, it's fucking, it's sideshow. You know what I mean? Shaq hosting Raw was pretty cool, but really, it, it's going to be... Let me tell you, it's going to be about as interesting as watching fucking paint dry with these two guys fucking beating the shit out of each other. But whatever, I'm more than sure I'll fucking watch it on Fast Forward on DVR, but it should be interesting. Of course, in in honor of the guest hosts for Raw, Freddie Prinze Jr. will be Raw's guest host this week, which is fucking shit. But whatever, what can you do? Uh, in some TNA news, it looks like the uh, TNA X Division may be getting a little love by getting their own show on Spike TV as they should because the X Division is the most exciting division in wrestling today. It's actually one of the better uh, written divisions. There's a lot more action. There's cooler athletes, and they do cooler shit. You know, the, It's the only place where you can see a flipping pile driver. Well, the guy who used to do it isn't in TNA anymore, but... Uh, Petey Williams is his name, and he actually does something straight out of Street Fighter with, uh, flipping over and just dropping people on their fucking head. Definitely worth looking up on YouTube just for, uh, shits and giggles. And that's it for wrestling news. I'm not even gonna recap Raw, because like I said, I'm watching this shit on Fast Forward. ECW is actually one of the better of the three WWE shows on right now. SmackDown is a close second. Raw, of course, is third because of the bullshit that they're doing, but I'm not even going to dwell on it any further. Let's get into some fucking video game news, because guess what? Tons of shit going on. Uh, First thing is, of course, the Xbox Live update dropped this week. Tons of shit that uh, you're able to do with it now. Um, Besides the fact that Microsoft is taking your money by allowing you to buy clothes and accessories for your avatar, they're also allowing you to use PayPal in order to pay for Microsoft Points and for games. Um, Ars Technica put out the article earlier this week, and you can add your PayPal account to the payment options on Xbox Live, just like a credit card. And you're going to be able to use it to purchase Microsoft Points. So I think that if you're not comfortable putting your credit card information on your Xbox, I would definitely, you know, entertain the PayPal route. I mean, you know, it, it's always really weird when you want to put credit card information, especially on a console, just because you're always at risk of, you know, definitely getting bit in the ass if your console breaks or if you forget to clear your information when you sell the shit to GameStop. Definitely risky, but I think PayPal definitely is is, is a good alternative. I mean, worst case scenario, you go and buy the fucking points in Best Buy. Same thing with the PlayStation. You got, you buy a prepaid... uh. PlayStation card, and you'll be able to not piss away all your money. Um, of course, Guitar Hero continues to whore itself out to the masses with Guitar Hero 5, which will uh, apparently uh, allow you to get a bonus game. I forgot exactly who it was, because I didn't write this shit down, but they're going to be giving you a bonus game with Guitar Hero 5, and you're also, get this, you're going to be able to play as Johnny Cash. He's going to be one of the uh, playable characters in Guitar Hero 5 and some of his songs that will be included will be uh, Ring of Fire and you'll be able to strum and sing along to the uh, some of his other songs in the catalog. They didn't release them all but definitely Ring of Fire is going to be one of them. I, I think it's cool that they're giving a lot of love to a lot of artists on Guitar Hero. My big gripe continues to be the fact that they just continue to crank them out and crank them out without... Any any real innovation, I mean, yeah, you can go, uh, ah, somebody on the chat chimed in and said, yes, Van Halen, if you buy Guitar Hero 5, you'll get Guitar Hero Van Halen, allegedly for free, uh, kudos to Vinny B for coming in and hooking that up for me, because I fucking didn't know, I didn't write the shit down, but um, yeah, it's cool, I think it'll be cool to play as Johnny Cash, once again, definitely a rental, I'm not going to be buying any fucking Guitar Hero games, I can't, every fucking six months. You know, you got Guitar Hero oldies, Guitar Hero retro, Guitar Hero smash hits, you know, Led, Ze- Led Zeppelin, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses. Because you know they're all going to do all that shit, and they're just going to keep milking us of all our money. In staying with the theme of guest characters, 50 Cent, get this, is going to have a guest appearance on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. He's going to be providing one of the multiplayer voices in the game. And, uh, Infinity War's Robert Bowling confirmed that he will be in the game and he's going to be one of the few quote unquote casual cameos that's going to pop up in the game. I mean, you know what? There's nothing wrong with doing voice work. It's just really weird seeing 50 cent and call of duty in the same sentence. But Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people got to make money. I'd fucking, if, if I, if I could fucking do voice work, I'd be fucking doing it too. WB Games actually took the time this week to decide to tell everybody what they plan to do with the Mortal Kombat franchise since they bought it off of Midway. Uh, they didn't really get into many, many specifics, but they said that they're going to be implementing cutting edge online features that will ensure, get this, that Mortal Kombat will become the industry leader in online functionality. I don't know what the fuck they plan on introducing to Mortal Kombat that's going to make it the leader in fucking online interaction. Look, you go, you fight, you beat the shit out of each other, fatality, game over. Really? It's it's ridiculous. You guys, you go and you buy this franchise, which, not to say that Mortal Kombat's a shitty franchise, but, you know, there's a lot of history in there. And the closest thing you get to saying, you know, of of, of value to the game is that you're going to make it the number one Uh, online functional game. It's like, who gives a shit? That's like me saying that I'm going to make a pair of shoes that has laces. You're not telling anybody something that we don't already know. You know, you're saying that you're going to add online functionality to the game? Big fucking deal. What kind of online functionality? Are you going to be able to create your own fighter? Are you going to be able to scan your face onto a character model? Are you going to be having, you know, downloadable content? Uh, party chats, group battles. Like, like what are you doing? I hate these vague fucking press releases that people put out just, to, just as, as a way to fucking, you know, wet the palate of the masses. It's like, look, if you can't tell us something legitimate or of any real residual value, then shut the fuck up and surprise us. You know, wait till fucking E3 or, or Gamers Expo or Game Conference and boom, drop it then. Oh no, we're going to put out a press conference Letting, we're going to put out a press release Excuse me, saying that we're going to do something with online play. Who gives a shit? Dear WB Games, as a fan, no one gives a fuck. So either make a good game or shut the fuck up. Thank you. With that out of the way, Capcom comes out and they put out a, uh, a, re- a press release also, which they're going to put a Platinum Hits triple pack out for the Xbox 360. You're going to get Devil May Cry 4, Lost Planet Extreme Condition, and Colonies Edition, and Dead Rising all in one box. And you're going to get it for 40 bucks. Now, I think that the concept is great. You know, you're putting all these great games on a disc for 40 bucks. That's fine. But it's very strange that they just jumped around and picked all these different games. Like, I, if you're going to put out Devil May Cry 4, why don't you put 3, 2, and 1 on there? Why just 4? It doesn't make any sense, you know, 40 bucks. You know, what, what if you're just getting into the Devil May Cry universe and you pick up this game and you're like, oh, yeah, this is four. And, you're, and you know, you're going to be like, hey, what's the deal with this Dante guy? Oh, let me go pick up the other three. Oh, yeah, they're not on the Xbox 360. It's like, hello, you're going to have to get another system to play the first three fucking games while, once again... The theory is sound. The execution is horseshit. You could have put Lost Planet and Dead Rising in one game and maybe one other Capcom title. There was no necessity to throw Devil May Cry in there. On the contrary, you know, Devil May Cry has its own fucking series that you can throw on a disc and continue to rape and pillage our pockets. doesn't make any sense. But, hey, what can you do? If you are interested in giving Capcom your money, that set is going to come out September 8th. Um, definitely, I'd recommend it if you want to play Dead Rising because it's a great game. Uh, Lost Planet, I've always been kind of mixed on, and Devil May Cry 4 is a great game that you can just uh, plow through real quick. But again, if you want to pick it up, it's going to be 40 bucks, and you can get it on September 8th. Now, as, we were dis- as I discussed earlier in the broadcast, uh, of course, the Xbox Live update, came out this week. I actually had the opportunity to beta test it earlier, uh, which I said in one of the previous shows. And, of course, this week it's out for the masses. Um, a lot of shit that I didn't get to beta test got put out this week. Uh, they actually got to put cooler props like a lightsaber. And fucking. I actually broke down like an asshole and bought uh, dumbbells for my avatar. Why? Because I'm a fool. And as much as I pissed and moan, I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Let me buy these dumbbells for my avatar. They were 80 Microsoft points, you know, whatever. Fuck it. That's what I get. I am a sheep. I admit it. But um, nonetheless, some of the other features that came out were, of course, games on demand. Uh, you'll be able to pick up uh, Bioshock, Oblivion, Mass Effect, and some other games that are going to be coming out over the next few weeks. They're going to be released every Tuesday. You'll be able to buy them with Microsoft points or with a valid credit card stored on your hard drive or with PayPal. And... You know, of course, the cool thing is that you'll you won't need a physical disc to play the game. Uh, the games will be linked to your Xbox Live account. And you'll be able to get the manuals on the game marketplace for any of the games in particular that you download, which is cool, I guess. Um, personally, a uh, little apprehensive about the games on demand just because, you know, some of the games, you know, when you get tired of them, you sell them. Which you can't do, obviously, with Games On Demand. So it's like if you played Bioshock and you beat it every which way, get all the achievements, it's stuck on your hard drive, taking up space. You can't do shit with it. You can't say to your friend, hey man, I'll sell it to you, because you can't do it. Because obviously, if you find a way to get it off of there and sell it to somebody, it will be considered piracy. So while Games On Demand is cool, I definitely would prefer that they release some of the Xbox One titles on it, you know, with uh, definitely with improved functionality even with the uh, achievements would be cool. You know, you take some of the Xbox 1 games like say one of my favorites which is Stubbs the Zombie, put that out on Xbox Live and you know, put some type of co-op, you know, add that in there or add achievements. You don't even have to add the co-op if you don't want to, but why don't you add the achievements? That'll that'll add some life to those original games. It'll it'll keep people interested and it'll open up a whole new catalog of games for people to play but you know that's just me fucking ranting you know that shit's not gonna happen of course you know they did a lot of adjustments to avatars you're gonna get all your uh, props and clothes netflix got a really big update you'll be able to do a party view with all your friends you know similar to mystery science 3000 you'll be mystery theater 3000 sorry you guys will be able to sit there and watch it with your friends and commentate and bullshit um it's also cool because you you're actually able to pick certain movies from a queue on your Xbox. And I actually like that idea because, you know, I don't always have time to sit at my desk and go through my Netflix queue and pick out all the movies that I want to stream. You know, it's actually cool that you can do it on your Xbox. I think that as of right now, the assortment of movies that are available is limited because I have noticed that the one or one or two times I've gone onto my Netflix account there are a lot of movies that are not listed on there so you know definitely it would be cool if they were able to add the whole thing on there with the update also Microsoft and Netflix both confirmed that you will only be able to stream Netflix through the Xbox so Sony PlayStation and the Wii are getting jack shit so if you are a uh, Netflix subscriber and you like playing on the Xbox, definitely this is going to be cool for you. I would like to test out the party mode with some people, but not too many people I know are on the Netflix, you know, hardcore. So, you know, if a couple of people do have Netflix, I would like to try the party mode so I can give it a, a good review. I don't want to shit on it without testing it. So please, if any of you guys that have um are you know, friends of mine on Xbox Live, you know, let's test this shit out. Definitely let me know. Some of the other changes are uh, they added, you know, extra perks for being a gold member veteran. You're going to get a notification. Your subscription's going to run out. You also get automatically reconnected if you get disconnected from a party. Uh, they have better account recovery, supposedly improved video display options, including display discovery, which I haven't tested out yet because my system is a uh, – a release system, and it doesn't have HDMI. Uh, there's better achievement tracking, better navigation. There's going to be uh, timestamps. You'll be able to sort your friends list. Not too bad. Of course, the last few things will probably come out in the fall. I see it happening probably in November with uh, Facebook, Twitter, Last.fm, and Zoom Video. So Those are the last uh, few things you can look forward to on this update. Uh, I would like to I would have loved to have tested the last FM integration more than anything else, just because it's, it's cool. You know, it's a cool service and I hope that I, you can listen to new music with friends in a party mode, similar to Netflix. Uh, I have gone through a shitload of time already on the show and I haven't given out the number. If you would like to call in and talk about, any of the topics thus far, or just contribute to the show, please call in 347-324-3541. Again, that number, 347-324-3541. I feel like a total asshole running through half an hour of show without uh, giving out the number for people to call in. Oh, well, shit happens. Anyway, in in more Xbox news, uh, anybody who has Fight Night right now is going to be able to get a uh, downloadable boxer pack later this month. You're going to be able to get, uh, for 800 Microsoft points, you're going to be able to get Oscar De La Hoya, uh, Vitaly Klischko, Vladimir Klischko, and alternate versions of James Tony, and George Foreman. I mean, it's pretty cool that you get the Klischko brothers and Oscar De La Hoya. That's actually pretty badass. Uh, also, a free downloadable update is going to be uh, new trunks, gloves, and shorts as well as a new control scheme that'll let you use the face buttons to throw punches. Um, they're going to release a new demo on September 12th that will be you'll be able to test out those features. Now, one of the things that I never really enjoyed about Fight Night was the analog stick control. I mean, I'm a little hesitant about using it, and I wasn't a fan of it to begin with. I may actually test out Fight Night when you're allowed, allowed to punch with the face buttons, because it'll play probably similar to the UFC game, and I should actually enjoy playing it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, fucking Game Informer uh, put out a put out a, a slight blurb saying that EA has renewed trademarks for Theme Park, Populous, Wing Commander, and Road Rash. Now I don't give a fuck about the other three, but definitely an updated version of Road Rash would be badass. Especially if you did it similar to how Burnout is done, I think that that would be ridiculous. Just sandbox play, you could just ride around with other people, beat the shit out of each other. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, The president of EA's Bright Light Studios, Harvey Elliott, stated that with uh, the retro resurgence within the company, there's an opportunity to bring back some of those games, but only if it's the right time and he doesn't want to make a remake. So he wants something that stays true to the original values and would still make a great game today. Now, with that in mind, I think that taking some of these new games and introducing them to a new audience would be really fucking cool. Uh, I'm definitely cool with the Road Rash idea. I was never a fan of Wing, of Wing Commander, so eh, Populous would definitely be a good uh, Xbox Live Arcade title. Uh, theme Park would be a good Sims title type game but in in retrospect i can say that when you do remakes of games it's really hit and miss like like if you play uh the new bionic commando i got people that say hey it fucking sucked some people said it was cool i i'm a little i'm a little apprehensive about remakes if they're done correctly then i'm all for it like you know super street fighter 2 turbo hd remix christ what a long fucking name that was a well-done uh, revival. Some people say, and one of the guys in the chat said, Mutant League Football, and I couldn't agree more. Mutant League Football is one of my favorite games. I actually have that on an emulator on my original Xbox, and I still play it. I think with the new graphics, it would do really well. You can actually use the Blitz the League engine and definitely uh, you know, put throw the Mutant League Football characters in there All I have to say is that it would be cool to see Bones Justice in HD. That would definitely be badass. In keeping with that theme, I can say that uh, definitely a Streets of Rage remake would be awesome in HD, uh, as would Altered Beast. I would even say Shinobi would be pretty cool. But, you know, it's one of those things that if it's not done 100% right, You know, don't try and cash it in and make us buy shit that's that's mediocre. But who knows? We'll see what happens. EA has been in the news all week. They were saying that there's going to be a press conference on Saturday with uh, an announcement for their MMA game. I don't know what it's going to be. Odds are it'll probably be either they're saying that Randy Couture is going to be in the game, which would be a really big problem because he is back with the UFC, or... That they signed probably like three other guys to be in the game. Who knows? But EA is gonna, you know, flap their gums on Saturday, so I'll be able to report on it next week. Odds are it's not gonna be something fucking huge. It's gonna be, eh, you know, it's not gonna be fucking great. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom actually finally came out for the PlayStation 3. You'll be able to pick it up for fourteen ninety nine. Uh on the PlayStation Store, or you can actually buy it from GameStop. If you buy the retail box from GameStop, which is limited edition, of course, uh, it's 15,000 copies are out there, you'll get a redemption code for the download and a month's subscription to uh, Marvel's Digital Comics. Now, the thing is that... Oh, what's this? Oh, somebody in the chat said that uh, Couture and Fatal War were announced for the EA MMA game. I, uh... I agree, it's true, they were announced, but that's the only other shit they can do unless they're going to say that both of them are on the cover or that, you know, they're actually going to take the whole strike force roster and put it up there, but who knows. I think that it's going to cause a big problem, especially if it is Randy Couture, like being a cover athlete just because he's not in the UFC game, but he signed his soul over to EA Sports, so I don't know what the fuck is going to happen, but that was a good catch. Uh, That was my buddy Mortis. Thanks a lot. Back to this Capcom and Capcom, excuse me. I always fucking eat the M And versus Marvel 2. I think it's pretty cool that they're selling it in GameStop. I'm actually going to break down and pay the 15 bucks for it because I like playing the fucking Street Fighter games on the PlayStation because, I don't know, with the Xbox controller, I I just don't do well. You know, I've been playing Guru, Mark of the Wolves, And getting reacquainted with the Xbox controller for fighting games is fucking stupid as hell. I mean, my fucking big fat fingers can't pull off all the cool moves like you can on the uh, PlayStation 3. But, who knows, maybe I'll get the hang of it. Maybe I'll get one of those uh, fighting controllers like I picked up for uh, Street Fighter. But, we'll see what happens. That's going to wrap up all the game news. Uh, we're going to do some movie news now, a couple of crazy things. Uh the first actually the first bit of news still ties into video games, but uh a, a bit of news that's been making the rounds this week is according to IMDb, they are uh they listed cast uh casting list for uh the Tekken movie, which has a really really strange cast. I mean, they have Jackie Chan as Lei Wu Long, which is perfectly fitting. I have no problem with that. But then they got Ron Perlman, the same guy that played fucking Hellboy as Paul Phoenix. Uh, uh, I really hope they're wrong, because that would be really fucking weird. And then they have Batista, the wrestler. He's going to play King, which, you know, King wears a fucking mask. So, you know, I can definitely see that possibly working but it's just a really weird cast and i mean out of out of all the people out there that you can cast in a tekken movie you got those characters cast you know what about kazuya mishima heihachi you know characters that are integral to the to the tekken universe it's like why the fuck would you cast hellboy as paul phoenix doesn't make any sense it uh, it's it's weird i mean you know uh, MMA fighter Kung Le playing Law. That much I know is a definite. But eh, fucking Ron Perlman, dude. What the fuck? Weird. Really fucking weird. But, you know, a lot of times these IMDB casting lists aren't 100% accurate. So, you know, I'll definitely keep an eye out over the next few weeks and see what happens. I think that, you know, the casting as a whole is just skewed. But who knows? We'll see. Oh, looks like we got our first call in. You're on the air. Who's this? Yeah, man. This is Jesse, man. What's Uh, going on, man? i great, man. I'm great. I'm listening to your show, listening to the video games and all that, man. Uh, This second movie, uh, I want to give you some thoughts, man. I already know that you're you're kind of upset about some of these guys being in it, but... (laughs) I don't know man. I I'll give it a chance. It's like when I thought about the GI Joe, you know, I kind of thought that the GI Joe was going to suck. But Yeah. Time, <laughs> okay, maybe this is an action movie. You know, maybe they didn't get to the origin of the characters, but you know, kind of like that. I'm hoping that they kind of don't put that much like put a lot of action in this movie like the way they would do it in a video game and not so much talking. Like they did in GI Joe, you know, and GI Joe was barely that much talking. It was a whole bunch of action. So I mean, that is true. So you know, because if the if the if the video game is based on action, you know, then you know, the movie should be based on action. You know, like they did with Resident Evil. Same way with Resident Evil when they did that. Um, Resident Evil was like, you know explaining this up and, and it's action even though it wasn't like really based on the game it's just based on a whole different side a, a whole different side of the uh, show you know it's, it's based on the same thing but a whole different side of the show one thing I didn't like right, about I Re- one thing I didn't like about Resident Evil was like the way they did Wesker you know True. Wesker looked like a, Wesker looked like a <laughs> punk in that movie let's not lie Out of all the video games we've seen, Wesker did look like a punk. That is true. You know, sitting up there in the background, you know, that dude is basically one of them type of guys. But anyway, anyway, uh, the the movie, movie, I'll give it a chance. I'll see what it's about. Because, you know, that's not the only game they're coming out. Supposedly, they're coming out with a Metal Gear movie, too. That is true. They were talking about that. And and I don't know who's going to produce it, who's going to make it, but that's one of the type of things that would be kind of hard to do. And I'm a big Metal Gear fan. I'm a strong Metal Gear fan of everything. So, you know... Well, what do you, you... Go ahead, man. Say again. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, man. what I was going to say was, you know, I, I definitely can understand you want to give the movie as a whole a chance. And, and it's true, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to shit on it before it comes out. But you know what the problem is? A lot of times when you start seeing this casting, you know, especially when you're a fan of the shit, it it throws it off. Like, you know, like I don't like Jackie Chan playing Lei is perfectly fine because Lei is based on Jackie Chan, you know, especially if you watch, you know, Super Cop. That's fine. That's a, perfect, that's a perfectly good casting decision. Uh, Batista playing King. King is a wrestler, you know, the guy but can see, wear a mask. Would, but see, if you look at it, it wouldn't fit because Batista, he's uh he's an English type of guy. King is Mexican. King is uh, a Mexican Lucha Libre wrestler, so that really doesn't fit there. So that's a mistake right there. Then You, oh, gotta, you know they're going to take some liberties. You know they're going to take some liberties. Like, yeah, King is supposed to be Mexican, but they're going to go like this. Hey, Batista's brown. He has a fucking mask on people will figure it out. <laughs> you know, like like they're, they're definitely going to cut a few corners. Nothing is ever going to be 100% accurate. While I agree with you that it's true King should be played by a Mexican dude, but it's like what Mexican dude out there is a big jacked up looking dude that can play the role effectively? You know what are you going to say Danny Tre? What are you going to say Danny Trejo is going to play him? Honestly, I may be wrong and I know a lot of people are going to disagree. The only person that can actually pull that off even though he doesn't have the hype for it, it's just Ray Mysterio. That's the only guy I can actually see pulling it off. Other than that, oh yeah, of course, nobody can pull it off.
0: Well, you but, know what it
1: is—the the, when you take movies like that, and you know, we all have ca- we all we all have perfect casting. Like I remember, if, I used to say if I did an X Men movie, I'd want Chris Benoit to play Wolverine. Why? Because he's short. One, two, he's Canadian. Three, he fits the role. But then you know. That we all have fan, you know, fanboy casting, that we all have, you know, and I and why and I agree with you, you know, yeah, Rey Mysterio, if he was taller, he'd be a great king. But the fact is that you know that they're gonna take liberties. It's like you know, you if if you saw the GI Joe flick, I haven't watched it yet, but even just on the casting, you're gonna be like, what the fuck is Marlon Wayans doing in that movie? You know, but, well, that's the true, cast- but Marlon Wayans played it good. I will give yeah, of course, his- but he played it real good. I think you know. I think that, you know, given given what they're gonna do with this movie, I, like I said, I don't know how accurate the casting list is, and a lot of people are uh, are putting out um you know putting links in the chat with their, with their casting picks. But off the top of your head, if you can if you can take three characters in Tekken and cast them, who would you cast? Three I characters you that. like. Who would you want to play them? Honestly, man, I do not know because it's kind of it, it's like you gotta be really, really picky on these certain people. Like if you if I wanted to pick, uh, the, I forgot his name. I can't think of his name. the The, the guy who's always in uh Soul Caliber, you know, the old guy with the thunder. Oh, hey you? yeah, hey you? you know, it's like you gotta find a real guy that's old and strong like that. And it's kind of, you don't see that a lot. You don't see a lot of people who look like that. It's like you got to find some unknown person. But if you just find some unknown person, you know, that part, that person probably don't even know how to act or never had a, a good acting experience in his life. So it's like, I, I see why they're picking these people like this. But at the same time, it's like, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be one of them good movie budgets. You know? Oh no, it's it's gonna be fucking you know the budget that'll buy somebody a house. It's gonna be real low budget, like the Dead or Alive movie.
0: Yeah. It's 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 it's
1: really it's really kind of screwed over it that way. So it's like I don't know. From what it looks like, it takes place in the future. Yeah, you know the, I, you know, the I, easiest the easiest way to do shit is going futuristic. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't remember the Tekken game that much. Last last one I ever played was Tekken 5. I haven't really got into it that much lately cuz I just got into uh the new video games now. And I kind of got tired of playing Tekken cuz it was like Tekken this, Tekken that. So caliber this, so caliber that. You know, then I went to Street Fighter for a while. Cuz I was like, "Oh snap. You know, it's been a long time since I've seen a Street Fighter game. It's been like 4 years at least 4 years, so you know, I think the last one was in PlayStation, wasn't it? Uh no, there were there was a couple of Street Fighter games that have leaked out over time, but in terms of an official one, 4 is the official next generation Street Fighter game. I I, I can't remember if it was on PlayStation. I, I don't I know it wasn't on PlayStation 2 cuz I don't remember it. Uh No, they did they they actually put out the alpha games on PlayStation 2. They didn't okay. do like an official You know, and they put out Third Strike later on. No, the Alphas was on PlayStation 1. They were on... Alpha 1 was on... Alpha 1 was on PlayStation... uh, It was on PlayStation 1, but then the later ones, like the Alpha Collection, uh, the Generations box set, those were on the PlayStation 2, because I still play those. Okay, I see, I see. It's funny, because now you got Nathan Jones in here, too. And I remember Nathan Jones... I'm looking at it right now. I see Nathan Jones. Uh, that's the only person I know, and Batista. Jack. Well, Lino. Nathan Jack- Jones. Nathan- yeah, Nathan Jones actually for the character he's playing, he's perfect. So he's another guy. He's a good big dude that you can use in a lot of movies because he's just really fucking scary looking. Yeah, man. But you know what, I Jason? Know Jack- I got a, uh, I got another call, so I'm gonna just try and move shit along. But uh, stick around in the chat, man. All right, man. I will. All right, man. Thanks for calling that. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right, man. Later. Later. You're on the air. Who's this?
0: This is Strider, not the Redneck this time.
1: What's going on, dude? What do you got?
0: All right. Well, we were talking about the Tekken movie and uh yeah. Uh what's his name? Ron Proman as 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 Paul Phoenix, yeah, that's not gonna work out too well. pimpin uh, I already made a fan list. I've already made a fanboy list in my head about people who should play that, and uh I started and when we started talking about it, I decided to go on uh, Google and look up a few of the people that uh they've actually casted and um you know normally video game movies do suck yeah you know, games based off video games really suck ass, but You know, it's being directed by the same guy who did Murder at 1600 with Wesley Snipes and Diane Lane, and uh, that
1: was a good movie, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you know, I might give it some leeway, but you know, of course, you know, I'm gonna have a little a bit of uh, a bit of a pet peeve about some of the people they cast. I mean, like I said, I already got some guys in my head who I think would be better. For example, Craig Marduk. You know, his alternative costume. He has like long hair and has a metal, like you know, a leather jacket, and he's all big and stuff. I think Craig Mar uh Craig Marduk would be better played by the great Kali, You know, he's a big dude, he got the little curly, long bang hair, and you know and he his his face looks ugly. Just like the freaking just like what's his name? Uh Craig Marduk. As far as the as far as uh, what's his name? Um King. I think the rock would be a little bit better off with him. I mean, Ray Mysterio would be perfect if he were bigger, but you know, in comparison you know, what's his name, King and Craig Marduk are almost the same size, if not maybe about a few inches shorter. So, yeah, I think The Rock would have been better off on that part. Uh, Not bad, not bad. Uh, Let's see, what else did they have? I just looked up some John Woo, some John Fu guy for Jun Kazama. I don't know what the hell's up with that shit. I would have been better off with, what's his name, Uh, who was the guy that played the bad guy on, uh, on what was that 007 movie? I totally forgot. But uh Oh uh
1: Rick yeah Rick Yoon. Rick, Rick Yoon, Yoon yes. was the guy that
0: put Rick, Rick Yoon I think he would have been better off with either uh Jun Kazama or Heihachi. Not Heihachi I'm sorry. Uh, Kazuya. uh Kazuya Mishima.
1: Not bad, not so bad. I, you got some good you got a couple good picks in there.
0: Yeah. I mean like I said this is I you know like I said this is fanboyism here. You know, I am a big Tekken fan. I can't wait for Tekken 6 to come out. You know, if fun, fun, if funds allow me to pick it up, of course.
2: Oh yeah, uh, of course.
0: They just picked up. They just got a list for what's his name, uh, Carrie Olden. I'm not sure if you remember the old. I think I wasn't sure if it was. wasn't it Bloodsport. No, it wasn't Bloodsport. He was like one one of those like made for TV martial arts movies that would be on freaking HBO and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's going to be freaking Brian Fury, the freaking the cybernetic Muay Thai boxer, kickboxer. He can, so, he can uh, actually
1: do that. He can do that. But you know what's funny? I think uh, Mortis put up that he feels Dolph Lundgren should play Paul Phoenix. And you know what? I, 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 as shitty as that sounds, he could pull it off. Because if you play the older Paul Phoenix, he might be able to do that. Yeah. As an older it, Paul it, Phoenix, you know, with the beard and shit. Not young Paul from Tekken 1. <laughs> You gotta do old Paul.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about maybe what's his name, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. They had a picture of him uh, on one of his like ma- on one of the scraped DVD movies. Uh, he was like on a, a freaking motor. He was on a motorcycle, and his face, everything about him looked just like Paul Phoenix. But he of course, I'll think. Phoenix,
1: he... But the accent, the accent will
0: kill it. Exactly. He'll be
1: like, "What are you talking about?" Come on, law. let's go. Come on. It wouldn't, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's think, not going gonna... to. That might fuck it up. i tell you this, though. Wesley Snipes should play Raven.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank, <laughs> fucking thank you. If he can get his ass out of freaking Africa. Yes, he will be freaking Raven. Yeah. That would be great. Definitely. But
1: Wesley Snipes would play a good Raven. I think uh, Jason Statham would make a, uh, he would actually make a good, um, uh, Rick the boxer, if he grew his hair out a little bit.
0: Rick the boxer. You mean Steve?
1: Steve the boxer. Yes, yeah, Steve Fox. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I
0: was thinking more. I was think thinking thinking more, I, was thinking, I was going more along the lines of what's his name? Uh, Brad Pitt. I mean, he, yeah. he, he might not look the face, but as far as like his boxing style, I mean, we already saw him in freaking uh. uh
1: Snatch. Snatch. And Snatch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, we already we already seen You know how he looks in boxing. I think he would be great in that aspect. But uh, you know, but of course he has to pull off the English, the British accent. Even though yeah, Jason he... Statham would be decent, but uh, that's why I, know, I said this State...
1: because he gets some hair plugs. Throw some hair plugs on that nigga. He'd be all right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have freaking long hair and shit. You know, talking with a deep British accent and shit.
1: Well, you know what? While we're talking about this, and we were talking about GI Joe earlier, and I have you on the air, it's weird I haven't heard from Slick. But I got a I got another weird piece of news, and I figure I'll run it by you. They're actually gonna do a movie based on the ViewMaster.
0: The ViewMaster.
1: Yeah. What do you think?
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Let's. Okay. I don't want to sound like a complete idiot, but um. I have no idea what the fuck the Viewmaster is. You
1: don't I'm know sorry. what the Viewmaster this,
0: is? I'm sorry. I am out of this. I am out. Like, I'm like the black man on Friends. I was not there.
1: Yo, but I, I it, it it used to be this thing that you'd hold up to your eyes and you'd put these little Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Hit, that, okay, yeah, yeah. Room. Yeah, I know what he's talking about now. They're making that, a, wait, that wait, shit. Huh. Is it. Wait, Is, is It's not a documentary?
1: Nope, and it's being produced by the same guys who did uh, Transformers by Kurtzman and Robert
0: Orsi. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. Yep, they were talking about it on IGN. Fuck me in the ass. Yep. Okay, yeah, I am dumbfounded. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Is the freaking viewfinder going to transform into a gun or something? If it does, then you shoot me in the... Yeah, it turned to a it needs to transform into a dildo so they can go fuck themselves.
1: Yeah, it, it was bad, dude. It was bad, but um, I figured I would share that nugget of information with you. But um, yeah, I got appreciate I got that. another I got another call on hold, so let me take their call. Uh, okay,
0: thanks most for call, definitely. Thanks yeah. for
1: calling in, but uh, stick around on the chat, dude.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll still be here. All right, brother. Later.
1: You're on the air. Who's this? You're on the air. Can't hear you. Still can't hear you. Going twice. Three times. All right. You got a call back. All right. That was uh, Strider, of course. He uh, shared his, his knowledge on the Tekken movie and his fanboy casting, which was great. Uh, of course, the uh, the Viewmaster movie smells like a complete and utter fucking bag of shit. I have no idea why Kurtzman and Orsi would even think, much less entertain the fact that they want to fucking make a movie based on a Viewmaster. Because if I remember correctly, the Viewmaster was a big red piece of plastic. You'd put little circular slides in, you'd, you'd move them shits around, and you'd look at pictures. I think they're fucking stupid, but what, what, what do you want me to say? I can't even, I can't even defend that. There's no fucking way that I can defend that at all. You know, you know, Karsman and Orsi, they, they're, they're, they're if they think people are going to give a fuck about this. They are fucking stupid. You dumb asshole. There you go. Gene Wilder said it best. Dumb assholes. That's what I got to say. You know what else I got to say to that? And I got to quote my buddy Homer on this.
0: Boo!
1: That's what they get. Fuck a Viewmaster movie. What the fuck is wrong with them? Ugh. All right, let's see. I think the caller called back. Let's put him on. Yo, you're on the air.
0: Oh, man, I just want to know what the Viewmaster is, man. Yeah, you going to have to explain this to me, man.
1: Yo, check this out. The Viewmaster, pretty much when you were a kid and you were poor as shit, and you couldn't watch cartoons on the regular, your parents would buy you the Viewmaster. The Viewmaster looked like a big set of binoculars. It was red, and it had a little slot, and you'd put a di- like, like a cardboard disc with pictures, and you would move the disc around like a slideshow, and you'd look at cartoons. It had you no voice. And you aim that shit at the sun? Yeah, you aim it at a light source, and it's like a slideshow. There was no sound, no nothing. It's just you looking at fucking pictures. That's what how, it was. How do you make a movie out of that? How does that work? <laughs> dude, <laughs> I have no idea. idea. Are they going to make it like The Ring or something? I don't know, dude. It's right up there with them wanting to do a Candyland movie and a Monopoly movie. Because they are doing a Candyland movie and they are doing a Monopoly movie. How do you make it a is, movie? Well, a Monopoly movie would make sense. It wouldn't exactly be the cardboard monopoly. It would be like basically businessmen trying to take people money or something. It, they can make that into an action movie or something like that. That can be that can be understandable. But a ViewMaster, right. a ViewMaster. Yeah, the ViewMaster. is... But this is this is what's happening. Hollywood has 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 tapped out in terms of shit that they want to put out there. They are so tapped out that they're yeah. just jumping on board with every little thing they can. That's the worst you know trick. That's the same way I think about WWE Raw. They're losing so much money, they're just putting stuff out there. That's this the is same true. way I look at it. I mean, they still have some good movies, like they're coming out with Rush Hour 4. You know, I, I'll give it, I'll watch it, you know, you know um, and um. You mentioned a Tekken movie. I don't know nothing about that. That's, that's a new one to me.
0: You know what the problem is?
1: The problem you know, is the problem. That, that, you know, all these movies, they're, they're just finding different things to jump on. Like, you know, you go through a phase where it was all comic book movies, and they crank out comic book movies. Now it's all video game movies. And the next thing after that is going to be retro, retro movies, you know, which they're already starting to do with Tron, you know, things like that, bringing a lot of the old shit out for the new generation, G.I. Joe, Transformers, uh, Voltron, which they're going to do. You know, they, they, Hollywood has no fucking creativity whatsoever in terms of what they want to do. You know what, speaking about these uh, comic book movies and retro movies, man, you know what? You know, I don't like them. <laughs> I
2: mean,
1: personally, do not like them. I, I am a big Spider-Man fan. Number one, number one Spider Man fan, man, I, I would die for Spider Man. Not like that, but I'm saying I'd die to get that comic book. I feel that all those movies were wrong, done wrong every possible way you can think of. I don't know what was so ex- especially X Men. X Men was the X Men Three was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Now X Men Origins, eh, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I I I liked it. Transformers one was okay. Transformers two sucked to me. I I I couldn't even bear to watch it. It was like it was so horrible. I just didn't want to understand the plot. You know what? Even in video games. The Chun Lee movie was the worst cartoon. Yeah. But it was the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. I swear to God, I just didn't understand the movie. I didn't even want to look at the movie. I didn't even want to be a part of
0: the movie. <laughs> it was like, I
1: watched most of that movie on fast forward, just like I did the Dragon Ball Z movie, just because, you know, there's a part of you that wants to see just how awful they fuck shit up. You want to see it. You're like, let me see how low they're going to sink this. You know, it's this other kid uh, on your channel. He just mentioned about the Metal Gear uh give me some inside info about that. Uh, I'll be interested to know about that. I want to know how they're going to fuck this one up. Well, the only thing that I know is that the guy, the voice actor, David Hayter, he, um he said that he would, he had worked on a draft for a script and you know, that they had looked at it and Hideo Kojima really wants to do something. The problem is like everything else that trying to find a studio, it's the same thing with the halo movie. When you, When you have a property so big that it's bigger than any regular movie, everybody wants a piece of it, but they want to do it their way. The Halo movie was the same problem. You know, Peter Jackson was going to do the Halo movie. He had his own way of of wanting to do it. Uh, Microsoft was like, look, you got to do it our way. And a lot of times that's what happens. A lot of these movies get fucked up either because the studio takes control and they want shit their way to make money, or the director is a di- isn't is fit to do that type of a movie, and he interprets it his way. It's always one or the other just fucking shit up. The actors, you know, I, I don't even blame the actors because, like anybody else, they're reporting for a job. You know, they're being paid. But the studios it's like and the directors it's, like it's like the Catwoman movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, the Catwoman movie was a a great example of that. It was you know, let's find a way to put this movie out. And they're like, you know, we're gonna do a different approach, and then they put out that fucking piece of shit that they did. You know, this is my idea. I'm not I'm no director, but I wouldn't mind taking over Spider Man and <laughs> and Metal Gear. And 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 trust me, I may not do very perfect in Spider Man, but I would do it as perfect with the story. Now, Metal Gear, I have all series, and I'm still planning to buy the next two series coming out, the Thunderbolt and the Solid Rising. You know, I'm trying to buy them. I would follow the story exactly. Now, some I know that the, the game is basically running around and hide. That's going to be a little too difficult. I mean, it's not going to be difficult. All you got to do is just add some James Bond and add Metal Gear in it at the same time, you know, but the storyline, you know, you gotta you gotta make sure you if you're gonna direct a movie based on a video game, get some information about it. Read the book. Play the video game for sixteen hours. If repeat the video game. Do it plenty of times as much as you want to. Stick to it. Make everybody, even even the people who, who does the uh the, the clothing, the the face and all that other stuff, even the people who who write it and produces it, play the video. That's true. Have, some, have somebody play it for you and look at it, study it, watch it before you make the movie. Don't just sit oh, up yeah, here. Of, and, course. Like, yeah, of course. Don't just sit up here and do what you did with Spider Man. You know, cr- cr- who, who was that? Kristen Dunst that played Mary Jane. The, the bitch don't even fit her. She. Oh yeah, of course. But you know what happens in in a lot of instances, and this is how it goes. And It goes back to what I said. The guys, they go, they buy this property. They go, all right, we bought the rights to make the Spider-Man movie. Okay, and they go, all right, how can we make this movie good? All right, we're going to do this, this, and this. And they write the script. They review it. They like the script. They go, okay, who do you think should play Spider-Man? All right, who do we got? And they run down a list of guys, and they're like, you know, I'm more than sure that Tobey Maguire wasn't the only guy that that, that screen tested to play Spider-Man. I'm more than sure there were four or five other guys. I I, I remember I heard Jake Gyllenhaal read uh, to play Peter Parker at one point. So the thing is that, you know, it goes back studios and directors. They're like, "Eh, I didn't like the way that guy looked. Eh, eh, This guy will be okay. Eh, We'll bring in that guy. That's what happens. And, you know, what ends up happening is they pick, sometimes they do the right choice and they pick the right guy. And sometimes they just pick an asshole. You know, it's like, like Venom. The Venom casting, to me, was the worst casting of a villain in a long time. I was concerned when Alfred, when Alfred Molina played uh, Doctor Octopus in the second Spider-Man movie, but you know he well, stepped his game up. Well, you know, you know, I, I like Doctor Octavius a lot. I, I, the only reason why I would say he would fit as Doctor Octavius because he looked like a smart guy, and remember, Doctor Octavius barely fight with his hands. If you read the comic book, he fights with his tentacles yep. at all, yep. so it's kind of. Yep. I will. I will give that away. You know the Nor- Norman Osborn, that guy who played Norman Osborn. Yeah, William Defoe. He was okay for it. He did look psychotic. You know, he looked very, very into it. He looked like he studied the character. You know, all that. You know, he looked like he even got into it. You know, so you can. I can. i give it to him. The way he died, at least... What I was glad about the first movie, at least they followed the comic book. You know, that's the way he died in the comic book. His his own uh, little flying thing hit him in the chest. Or in, that's in right, the stomach. that's right. He died. I, give it, I'll, I will give it to him. But other than that, the way they follow the story and all that, I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. Peter Parker, even... Peter Parker with his Venom suit. He don't go around kissing every woman that he sees and all that. It was like Brand New Day. You ever read the story Brand New Day? Oh, yeah. Brand New Day is, um, you know, it's like the black eye in the in the Spider-Man universe right up there with the, with the clone saga. I can understand I your frustration. It is. Brand New Day was so horrible, I took a dump in that comic book and flushed it.
0: <laughs> not nice. bad it was man.
1: I, I didn't even oh, want yeah, the book course. I, I didn't even want the book but you know point taken is if we're going to do a movie based on this series or any kind of series like you know what the Dark Knight I'm not a big Batman fan but I love the movie because one it kind of follows the way uh, the Joker was you know the yep. Joker did yep. use knives you know, in the real story, if you really find out Joker's real story, you kinda of feel sorry for him at what happened. Even though Oh yeah,
0: but
1: even though you barely know what happened. I mean, I, I, I still I still gotta find that story. Somebody told me that I guess he was trying to do stand up comedy and I don't I don't know. Yep. Something like yep. that. That's one know. that's one of that's one of his origins. He was a stand up comedian and a friend of his asked him to do a bank job you know, to be a lookout for a robbery, and he wasn't sure about it, but it turns out that, you know, his wife was cheating on him behind his back and all this shit, so he ended up doing the job, and that's how he got caught out there, and of course he fell into the chemicals, which they always do, and he became the Joker. Now, they've rewritten the origin a few different ways, but his origin, you know, for all intents and purposes, is pretty fucking depressing. It is true. Like, he's a a character created out of circumstance, which is a perfect a perfect villain for Batman because Batman was created by accident. You know, if they wouldn't have killed Bruce Wayne's parents, he might have not spazzed out and became Batman. So it's interesting the way they do that with certain characters when they create, you know, the, the, the opposite character. You know, Batman's all serious and shit. The Joker's a psychopath. You know, he thinks everything is funny. That, that's yeah. how they, you know, that's how good writing comes to play. And the guys that wrote Batman, you know, and the Dark Knight, they took all of that into account. You know, of course, there are little things that that snuck under the radar that weren't great, but the overall message was clear that they were passionate about making the movie good and keeping, you know, the spirit of Batman as a whole, you know, intact. One thing I didn't like about the Batman was the ending. I will say this, because Batman is not the type of guy who likes to take blame for anything, no matter what the situation is. Even though Harvey did come corrupted. In the end, you know, basically I was the main plot of the movie that you can't anybody at any time, no matter who it is, just for that one bad day. You know, I didn't like the way how, in the end, Batman became the most... He became a heel, you know, and basically, you know, Jim Gordon just said, you know, we have to arrest him because it's his fault or, you know, whatever the situation was. I, I, I still got to rewatch the movie again because it's been... A year, I just you know I'm one of them type of guys who like to savor a good movie when you want to watch it. So you know, it, it's kind of it, it was a good movie. It was a great movie because, like I said, they follow the origins about it. But at the, you know, the ending they have to mess up the ending for me because you know, like I said, Batman is not the kind of guy who takes blame for anything. You know, no matter right. what, it's like. But I understand. I can understand. You know, not to cut you off. I understand where you were coming from, but the message basically of the movie, which is, which is weird to look at, but you know what it is? That I think I got ruined cause I took film class in school. The basic premise of the movie was to explain, you know, duality. In other words, you know, here you had a guy like Harvey Dent that when he started the movie, you know, when you started watching the movie, he is a guy that, you know, was on the up and up, you know, he was a hundred percent. He was for the people. He was doing the bad thing. You know, he was, the, he was doing the right thing, and he got caught up in the bullshit. You know, when the chick got killed, you know, he, it, it put it in the sense that all this work I did got erased in an instant. And what Batman ended up doing was that he felt that Harvey Dent's character was so powerful and important to the people that he didn't want to see the guy's image ruined. So he figured to protect Harvey Dent, he'll take the blame, you know, because at the end of the day, Batman is always considered a vigilante. And what he does has always been considered illegal. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon is his man and all, but the fact of the matter is that what he does is a, a, an illegal activity. You know, even though you're helping and fighting crime, you know, being a vigilante is illegal. You know, because you're stopping the the correct process of justice. So, even though the ending for most people, you know, like you said, you know, it wasn't what you expected, but I understood the duality of it, and you know, the Joker's message was clear. He wanted to take something uncorruptible and corrupted. You know, that's why he was trying to get Batman to kill him. Because at the end of the day he 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 won. The Joker won either way. Because he corrupted Harvey Dead and he ruined he ruined a good person. So at the end of the day it was you know, the way it got done was flawless because it kinda went under the radar. You know, that's why they had the little boy kinda go, Dad, why is he running? And you know, Commissioner Gordon, you know, broke it down. He's like, you know, he's running because he wants to be the bad guy. He has to be the bad guy in order to protect us. And that that ending, while it was, you know, it, I, you, a lot of people felt cheated by the way it ended. I felt that it was a perfect, a perfectly good display of just writing and slipping it under the radar. Because okay. I bet you if, if you, if you if you think about it now, you're like, oh, shit, you know, that, that's crazy. But that's what it was. It was just breaking down the duality. That's why... And uh, throughout the movie, he kept saying Harvey Dent was the White Knight because he, you know, and, and and Batman was the Dark Knight. You know, Batman was the complete antithesis of everything that Harvey Dent did legally. You know, he worked outside of the law. Okay, well, I, I, I give that up. I, I respect that. You know, it's like I said, it's still a great movie. You know, I, I, I'm I'm very glad that his legend took this role. You know. I mean, I'm. That, that, I mean, that's it. That's all I got to say. I mean, if you have, if you, I mean, if you come up with anything else on your topic, I'm, I'm gonna let you go to your topic, man. If you come up anything, yeah, else, I'm up. I, I will hop on. There, yeah, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I appreciate, I appreciate your calls, man. You've, uh, you, you brought out a lot of great arguments. I'm just gonna run through this stuff, man. But um, like I said, you know, stick around. But I, I appreciate, it, man. You brought, you brought some good stuff out, man. Thanks a lot. All right, man. You have a good All show right. man I'm listening thanks man appreciate it well in in keeping in keeping with the uh superhero news the uh, the uh I got some news on the next Hulk movie uh the LA Times spoke with uh Louis Leterrier recently about the Incredible Hulk and about the potential for a sequel he said that he's uh contracted by Marvel to do one more movie and you know, he's actually looking forward to doing it. He wants to go back in there and, you know, he wants to go back in there and take a crack at it. He said that he felt that he was happy with the Incredible Hulk, but, you know, it was a challenge to refit, you know, to reboot Ang Lee, Ang Lee's French franchise. But, you know, I can understand how it was hard, but I think me personally, he did a great job and, he gave a little insight on the Captain America movie. He said he saw some of the design work and he felt that it was a, a period P it's going to be a period piece similar to Raiders of the lost Ark, but with gadgets, he say he described it as the Raiders of the lost Ark meets the rocketeer meets saving private Ryan. So I think that with, with those type of movies merged together, I can see the Captain America movie being decent. Uh, he was asked about the Avengers movie and he said he would like to work with the directors of each of the movies, you know, Kenneth Branagh for Thor and Jon Favreau for Iron Man, and just release one movie per summer and build up different story arcs, which is a really interesting way of doing it. I think that it would be really cool if, say, you got Iron Man 2 coming out, you drop Iron Man 2, then you got the Thor movie, boom, then Captain America. But you make it a point to make sure that each character acknowledges the other in some way like they're saying that that the Hulk or Bruce Banner may appear in the second Iron Man which is good that's a good setup uh definitely I think one of these guys will appear in Thor you know I I I am appreciating the fact that these directors are taking the opportunity to make each character recognize each other in each other's universe that's one of the things that kind of bummed me out with X-Men and with Spider-Man that, you know, you can't use those characters even though they're part of the bigger picture. Like, personally, it would have been cool if Peter Parker would have been, like, flipping through the channels and they would have shown what happened in San Francisco with X-Men 3. You know, things like that, while not huge, they add to the continuity. Like, if anybody saw uh, the second Spider-Man, when Mary Jane is running with the wedding dress, you actually see her run by Thomas Jane, the Punisher, at one point, which a, a friend of mine, he told me about, he's like, yo, the Punisher pops up in Spider-Man. I'm like, no the fuck he doesn't. He's like, yeah, dude, you got to check it out. There's a part where he runs through, where Mary Jane's running through, and you can see uh, you can see the, the Punisher there. Now, you know, I think that all those things are, are cool and I think that they should continue doing that. I would definitely like to see at some point Hugh Jackman as Wolverine pop up in a Hulk movie, just because you know there's a lot of history between the Hulk and Wolverine. That would be really awesome to see. Um, definitely, Louis Leterrier seems like he really, really is excited about working on the Hulk franchise, and he really did a pretty good job on the Incredible Hulk. I mean, a lot of people complained about the abomination, and definitely Liv Tyler's acting. Liv Tyler's acting left a lot to be desired, but overall, you know, you can't you can't beat the fact that, you know, he's he's passionate about the project and you know, the the Hulk was a good movie. In in sticking with comic book news, Hugh Jackman was actually interviewed at the Teen Choice Awards and he said that uh Wolverine the second Wolverine movie is gonna take place in Japan. Uh he had the following to say. He felt that he uh the Frank Miller story is the next step in the equation with Wolverine going to Japan to broaden his combat skills, Hugh Jackman said, Japan is where we're heading and we're starting to work on it now. We're in the first steps of developing that story. I think the fans love that saga. It's my favorite saga of the Wolverine stories. That's a movie I've long wanted to make from the beginning. So that's where we're heading. Now, I like the fact that Hugh Jackman is putting in his own money to support the Wolverine franchise, but I still feel that Making the Wolverine movies rated PG-13 is is a little bit of a cop-out just on the basis that I can understand that they want to get the kids money and they want to get kids to see it. But you know what? Wolverine is a very violent and very visceral character. You know, you take a movie like The Punisher. The first Punisher movie with Thomas Jane was very good. It was very cerebral, you know. Travolta's bad guy was, you know, laughable at best. He wasn't that good. I think that Punisher Warzone, while many consider it to be, you know, a B-movie version of the Punisher, was more true to form. There was ultra violence, a lot of blood, people getting shot up, people getting stabbed in the face. You know, it's things of that nature that have added, you know, great, great things to the movies. I think that when you take characters like that, you really have to accept the fact that, their mythology is is graphic. You know, Wolverine, You know, as cool of a character as he is, look, Wolverine gets a lot of pussy. He fuck a lot. He do. He's old as shit. He goes all over the world, and he bangs chicks. One of the craziest things I ever saw was when I started reading Ultimate X-Men, within the first two issues, he had slept with Jean Grey already, which is crazy. It's like, you know, in in regular Marvel books, they always use the, the sexual tension angle, but in the ultimate universe, he hit that, but you know what it is? They played on the fact that she was a younger chick, and that Wolverine had an allure about him you know he was the, he was the bad guy, he was the bad boy that girls like you know the girl the guy that you know your girl shouldn't be with, but she is He was that guy. The problem is that when you go the p g thirteen route, you kind of start catering to the money, and while the money is is always good, I'm more than sure. A lot more people will appreciate an R-rated movie. I mean, yeah, I look past a lot of the uh, a lot of the fights, and you know, it bothered me that you know when Wolverine stabbed somebody, you didn't see any any blood. You know, it, it was a little annoying, but the overall message that the movie conveyed was was really badass. So I definitely want to see how they're gonna do it with Japan, especially you know because it, when Wolverine goes to Japan, you don't really have That central bad guy like Sabretooth. You know, you got the organization of ninjas known as the Hand. You can go that route. You could go maybe with Silver Samurai. He was a a very interesting bad guy for Wolverine. You could go that route. You could even take it as far as bringing back Lady Deathstrike. You can go that route. Now, a lot of people were saying that, you know, it would be a good time to introduce a new bad guy, say a guy like Omega Red. Now, the thing is, Omega Red is a Russian villain who, um, you know, he popped up looking for a for a type of alloy similar to adamantium that he needed to add to his body. Now, you know, you could go that route if you really want to do a heavy, but I think that if you want to do a really good bad guy, you could do a guy like Cyber. Cyber and Wolverine have a real good long-standing history. You can even kind of introduce him as another Weapon X project that got put out to take out Wolverine. Who knows? But the overall concept that Hugh Jackman is passionate about giving people a true Wolverine story is 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 cool. But you know, you gotta you gotta take a little bit of a risk and you know make make them a little bit more bloody. You know, push the envelope a little bit. See what see what you could do that you can slip through the studio. I mean, you can do a hard PG-13 rating, you know? You can definitely add a little bit more ultra-violence. You you can even go into our territory and just make it, you know, yeah, somebody's arm gets cut off, you know? You got to go that route sometimes, especially with characters like Wolverine. That's the type of shit that that, that makes people go, wow, they really took it there. But, you know, I appreciate Hugh Jackman's uh, passion for making the movie work out of the marvel news we're gonna of course sequelitis continues to haunt us uh they're doing a prequel to death race uh not the old death race the new one with uh jason statham paul anderson said that he's writing a new story that's going to focus on the origins and the backstory of the death race itself as well as the character of frankenstein and they're saying that uh the guy uh, Tony Gilio is writing the script, and Ander- Paul W. Anderson may produce. Now, here's the thing: the Death Race is a good, it was a good movie for what it's worth. But I hate when they want to milk a franchise further; they go backwards to prequels. It's it's bullshit. It didn't work with Carlito's Way, you know. It doesn't work with the Exorcist movies. It's like some movies need to be left alone. What you could do is maybe do a sequel to Death Race with new characters in a new scene, just like they did with Fast and Furious, maybe and keep one or two characters from the first one. But a prequel? Come on, guys. Fucking bullshit. Brian Singer recently got approached to do a big screen version of Battlestar Galactica. Um, I want to give credit to 411 Mania for this. They uh got the uh, news blip from Hotfix. Oh, sorry. Uh that they were saying that uh Universal approach Singer and he'll be able to make decision, have full decision making capabilities on this project. The film is not gonna be based on the Battlestar Galactica reboot. It is gonna be based on the original Battlestar Galactica done by uh Glenn Larson, not the Ron Moore reboot. With that out of the way, of course, more sequel news. Uh, Bloody Disgusting gets credit for this one. They uh, reported that Kate Beckinsale has signed on to reprise the role of Selene in the next Underworld movie. They're saying that it's a, it's a rumor. Some people are saying it's it's legit, but, you know, probably it, we'll find that over the next few weeks. Uh, the fourth Underworld movie is going to be in 3D. I don't know how cool that's going to be or how well it's going to be pulled off, but definitely uh, – 3D movie would be badass and Kate Beckinsale reprising the role as Celine would be cool. I hope that uh, Scott Speedman comes back in as the uh, wolf-vampire hybrid because his character, there's a lot that can be done with it. So I definitely hope he makes the comeback besides the fact that what the fuck is Scott Speedman really doing? Let's be legit here. But we'll see what happens. Bloody Disgusting also put out, that they will be rebooting Godzilla once again. Legendary Pictures, which uh, did the Dark Knight and Superman Returns, is looking to do another movie with Godzilla, and they're saying that it, it may be a reboot of a franchise. You know, Godzilla's a, a a guilty pleasure of mine. I grew up watching old Godzilla flicks throughout most of my childhood. I remember when the, uh, Matthew, Brodwick, the Matthew Brodwick God... Fucking Matthew Broderick piece of shit Godzilla movie came out where he looked like a giant iguana and I have to say that it was a piece of shit the best Godzilla movie that came out was the last one which is Godzilla Final Wars which was put out in honor of the Godzilla anniversary which was fantastic basically Godzilla went through the whole movie fighting every monster and killing every monster he's ever fought including the newer Godzilla which popped up and got killed within the first few minutes of the fight scene. It was fucking badass. If you get a chance, definitely pick it up on Netflix. Godzilla Final Wars is a guilty pleasure, and it's it's definitely worth watching. There's a couple of laughs to be had. Of course, with more reboots, they're going to be doing a reboot or a remake of the Poltergeist movies. Uh, the remake of Poltergeist will be coming out November twenty 2010. It's been on... Uh, on the development chart for a little bit. It's going to be done by Vadim Perelman. He did the movie The House of Sand and Fog. He'll be directing it. While I think that taking that approach, you know, it, it, once again, it's like I told the, the the last caller we were discussing. You know, Hollywood really has no fucking original ideas. It's like Poltergeist. Great movie. Why are you going to ruin it? RoboCop, great movie, why are you going to remake it? Predator, great movie, why are you going to remake it? Why, why is it that, you know, there's a lot of great original ideas out there, and there's also a lot of great things that can be redone, you know, that, that aren't so lame. Like, take for account, look at Astro Boy. I saw the trailer for Astro Boy. Um, I watched Astro Boy when I was younger. I even watched it during the uh, Toonami Cartoon Network block. And the fact is that, you know, you take a movie like that, you do it, you know, Toy Story style, you know, Pixar style, and if you do it right, it'll be it'll be it'll be good. You know, I got a a guy here in the forums, Vinny, who said uh he asked are they remaking Jason movies. Yes. They're gonna keep cranking them out because they felt that the the remake of Jason was successful enough that they can crank out another one. Uh They're actually contemplating a sequel for Freddy vs. Jason. I don't know whether they want to add Michael Myers in it or uh, they want to add Ash from Evil Dead. There's been uh, a lot of discussions in regards to how they want to do that movie especially considering that each company owns the rights to the character like I believe Halloween is owned by a different franchise than New Line who owns uh, Jason and Freddy Krueger. I think that you know all these movies. There, you know the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street is another one. While I appreciate Jackie Earl Hartley who played Rorschach in Watchmen playing Freddy Krueger, I think that once again, you know I I feel that Robert England's work as as Freddy Krueger is just is just being dismissed. You know it's like you get characters like that who, while you know they're iconic and they're campy. There, there's something about them that made people, you know, drift towards them. You know, Robert England. yeah, he's getting older, but he is Freddy Krueger. He's been Freddy Krueger for as long as I can remember. Even when I've seen him in other movies cast as Robert England, I go, oh, yeah, it's Freddy Krueger. He's in such and such movie. The problem is that, you know, some of these guys that are redoing these movies, they don't take into account that, People like the old versions for various reasons. And when they start changing the mythology, changing the presentation, it it takes away from the movie. Like, I watched the the remake, uh, I think it was about a month ago, for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one. And I felt that, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, while, yeah, it was a remake, it kept the formula intact. You know, it was definitely very violent, very visceral. You know, they did the same thing with the uh, with the Hills Have Eyes, another remake. It, you know, that movie was very violent. You had, you know, you had like mutants raping girls and shit. It's like that was some crazy shit. You know, they 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 took something like that, and you know, they they ran with it. You know, don't get me wrong, it's not the original Hills Have Eyes, but the fact is that. You know, going that route and, and, you know, just adding an extra layer. Nothing crazy, but adding a little bit more violence, especially for a movie like The Hills Have Eyes, was was interesting. It was different because the original Hills Have Eyes, you know, was just laughable. You know, you laugh at shit like that. You didn't fucking get scared. It was just, it's weird how it goes down. It it bothers me that, you know, and I'll keep harping on it, and I hate doing it, but it bothers me that, that Hollywood... You know, where's the talent that put out, you know, great movies? You know, where are those guys? What, you know, great I'm, – I'm talking about original movies, not even movies based on books. Because you can, you know, you can come in and say to me, oh, yeah, well, the Lord of the Rings movies were fantastic. Yeah, but they had source material to work on. They were, work, they were based on a book. You know, you can take V for Vendetta based on a book. Great movie based on a book. No original thoughts. You know, it's, it, it, it bugs me, it it bugs me that there's so many people out there with such great talent and such creativity that, that their shit doesn't get made. That's one reason why I kind of like watching a lot of, you know, Japanese horror movies and, you know, foreign programming in some respects, because the Japanese, man, they, they come out with some crazy shit. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it's weird. But it definitely pushes the envelope on originality you know take a movie ichi the killer graphic disgusting and brutal but the 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 plot was sound you know it was it was well written and but creepy definitely creepy you take another movie another another foreign movie versus versus was another movie that while you know it was it was definitely different It 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 played on the fact that it was something fresh. You know, same thing with Battle Royale. You can yeah, Battle Royale based on a comic book uh based on a on a book or on a comic book, but it just felt so fresh because it was something that hadn't been done before. And there's even rumors that they're going to try and re- remake Battle Royale for American audiences. You know, but I think that it's not going to work the same because you have the concept of 12, 13, 14, 15, you know, 16 junior high school and high school kids killing each other. And that, you know, I don't know how well you want to put that out there when you have a 12-year-old shoot a 14-year-old in the face with a shotgun or whatever. You know, it's one of those things where certain movies just can't get, can't get made out here. I, I can say that I watched uh, Midnight Meat Train. Vinnie Jones was in it great horror movie not the best in terms of you know overall plot because you know it was a a basic slasher film but just the concept was was original it was different but it, it brought something something else through I I feel uh you know that originality is key in a lot of respects I mean yeah you know you can make five million comic movies you can make five million movies based on fucking board games But at the end of the day, I I like watching original content. You know, Forrest Gump, based on a book, was a fantastic movie. That's one of the movies that I can say that based on a book was fantastic. Watchmen, you know, they left a few things out based on a book, fantastic. But like I said, sometimes people, they run with the ball to the point where they ruin something that people are passionate about. I have to give credit where credit is due to... Kurtzman and Orsi who I shit on earlier for Viewmaster, but they did a fantastic job with Star Trek. But part of that is owned, you know, I owe to JJ J. Abrams who's, you know, a, a geek, you know. He's a he's a dude who is passionate about his shit. Now, don't get me wrong, Cloverfield was very original and very different. It was not you know, it w- it was definitely not your run-of-the-mill movie and it was filmed very awkwardly. But I have to admit that for a giant monster movie, it was by far one of the most original things I've seen in a long time. Excuse me. I think that Cloverfield pushed the envelope in terms of how far you can take mass hysteria and how you can make it legitimate. Now, the same thing can be said I watched also a few days ago the trailer for 2012. You know, I'm very, very, not offended, but I definitely am annoyed at the fact that, you know, a lot of people say that this 2012 shit is legit. And that, you know, in in 2012, we're all going to fucking die. Okay, that's fine. But the fact of the matter is that a movie like that is a little, I wouldn't say risky, but it it, kind of placates to creating hysteria. You know, it, it's I watched the trailer and, you know, it genuinely made me depressed, which was weird because, you know, it's a fucking movie. And I said to myself, yo, I cannot honestly watch this because, you know, it's a little close to home. You know, it was like when they started doing 9-11 movies. You know, 9-11 as a New Yorker, it, it, was, it was close to me because I remember that day like it was yesterday. You know, I remember being at work. I remember hearing that a plane hit the world trade center i remember walking to the other side of my office and looking out a window and seeing the manhattan skyline in smoke and i remember seeing the building blinking and then not seeing the building so when you start seeing movies based on things like that it's 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 hard man i remember you know when they did a you know united 93 when they did uh the regular world trade center movie it's it's hard to you know put that out you know, put that out there, being so close to home, especially when it's based on something legitimate. Now, you know, the 2012 issue can be considered, you know, hearsay, it can be considered bullshit, it can be considered false, but the fact is that to me personally, you know, it. it everybody harps on this 2012 shit and they have been for a long time. So, you know, I got to give credit to some legitimacy here and you know, it concerned me. It was one of the few movies I've seen that really depressed me. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? I'm definitely not watching this. You know, the same thing could be said about Armageddon. Like, oh, yeah, well, Armageddon had the fucking giant asteroid, you know, hitting the Earth and blah, blah, blah. Yes, but it didn't fucking have a bunch of fucking oil drillers flying up and blowing the asteroid up. That is Hollywood. Same thing with fucking The Day After Tomorrow. Hollywood. Deep Impact. Hollywood, you know, shit like that. Absolutely, the 2012 shit, especially based on what the History Channel has shown, is fucking really, really crazy. You know, it, it's, it's I, I don't know, man. I'm just not, not feeling that much realism. But you know what it is? it's being put out by the guy who did Independence Day, and he hasn't done a good movie in a while because he did that shitbag Godzilla movie. So. That guy is only good at doing huge fucking end-of-the-world disaster spectacles. That's what he's good at. So, you know, if down the road I fucking grow a set and decide to watch how my life is going to end, then, yeah, I'll check it out. But until then, man, you can keep that 2012 shit, definitely. Uh, how much fucking time do we have left? We got 20 minutes of show left. If you want to call in, why wow, I haven't plugged the fucking number at all tonight. 347 324 3541. Once again, you can call in 347 324 3541. I think we got a caller on hold. I actually think it's Jason who called earlier, but let's see what he has to add. Hey man, hey, man, you're on the air. I'll give you a good movie right now that was good. That ain't from a book. Saw. <laughs> Saw was a good movie to me. It ain't got to be all Hollywood, but it was a good movie. Can you give that up or not? No, no, no. I I have to say, Saw was a good movie, and I'll tell you what happened with Saw. Saw was a good movie, and the reason that I know it was good is because it created a brand new genre, and it created a bunch of imitators. Because Saw ended up creating the genre that people affectionately call torture porn. Just, you know... People in real crazy situations, fucking getting cut up. You know, Saw actually was an innovation in terms of what it introduced. The problem is, like everything else, when you put out something good and people copy it, it ruins the reputation of the movie. And with Saw especially, when you're getting to the stage where you're doing the seventh Saw movie, it's just to, the, to me personally, I think that they're reaching a point where they better fucking finalize and finish this because... You know, how much more shit can you tell anybody? It is 9. It's you know, nine. how much It is 9? Yeah, it's 9. Jesus Christ. You know, how much more shit can you tell people about Jigsaw? That motherfucker's been dead for like 3 movies. You know, it's 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 ridiculous, but you know, that shows that the problem is people still watch the shit. So they're like, "Hey man, we got a working formula. So, let's run with it." But then, you know, after Saw came out, you had Hostel. then you had Captivity, then you had, um, you know, Last House on the Left, which was a remake, but they did the same thing, you know, the torture porn, ultra-violent type of shit. You know, they're, and one of the guys in the chat said it best, you know, he said, there comes a point when you've got to say enough is enough. And it, it's crazy, you know, you know, The Collector, same thing, you know, these are movies that they take a great formula and they just run with it. But I, I got to give you props, man. Saw was a great original movie. It was. But now it's fucking ruined. It's watered down because there's so much of it. Well, I kind of still like it because they still come out with original kills that you wouldn't really think of like, wow, you know. It's another thing I wanted to ask, man. Why do I keep hearing that there's going to be a Magneto Origins, a first class, I know it, I know sooner or later a Deadpool movie is going to come out. But a Venom movie, a Magneto oh, yeah. or- well, oh, yeah. movie. Well, the and Magneto I- Origins movie is, you know, the Magneto Origins movie has been discussed on and off for a long time. There's a there's part there's an audience that says that it's fucking, you know, it's it's not going to come out and there's another train of thought that says it is. I think Magneto has a very deep story. The problem is that in doing a story about Magneto, you got to kind of dig into the Nazis and the Holocaust. And it's like, you know, people don't want to see Schindler's List with mutants, you know, if you, if you want to put it that way. People don't want to see that, so I really don't think that it's going to make that kind of money. Now, a Venom movie, I think that in the right hands you can go the right route and make Venom the right way. But once again, it can be you know, the wrong person doing the wrong casting and doing the movie the wrong way. But it but is true that, that those movies. Book- yeah. what would be the point of Venom? Who would be his main villain? I, I don't ever remember Venom ever having a main... The only main villains I can really think of Venom having is just symbiotes. You know, him killing his own symbiotes. Well, they could definitely go the Carnage. They can go the Carnage storyline with Venom. The problem is that the only way that the storyline can be effective is if at some point it ties into the Spider-Man movie, which, you know, if they do it that way, same thing, you know, like the Hulk and Iron Man and Captain America, how they're all slowly tying into each other. If you're going to do that with the, uh, you know, if you're going to do that with the Venom movie, it definitely has to find a way to tie into Spider-Man. Yeah, because apparently... (laughs) Hulk was screaming at at Thor, which I thought it was funny because, you know, I never really thought about... I never, like, thought about, you know, Thunder, you know. I was like... When I watched Hulk, I watched it the first time. I didn't really catch that. I was like, why is Thor yelling at the rain? What sense is that? I mean, not Thor, but Hulk yelling at the rain. I was like, what sense does that make? What are you mad about? You can't be that mad when you have a fine girl on the side of you. Oh, yeah, (laughs) but... All of a sudden, I was like, Wait a minute. God of Thunder. Thor. I was That's like, right. Oh, That's right. Why didn't I catch that?
2: Well so, you know what it is? There's a lot
1: of a lot of little nuggets like that throughout all these movies. Like I was saying, if you look if you watch Iron Man, there's a part where he's working in his in his uh in his yeah, lab and you actually if you pause it you'll see
0: Captain America's Shield.
1: That's right. And also if you uh watch a special edition of the Hulk, there's a um a special edition where in the first few minutes of the movie, Bruce Banner was supposed to commit suicide, which they cut out of the, the theater release. And in that version, he goes to commit suicide in Antarctica. And what ends up happening is he transforms into the Hulk before he commits suicide. And there's an avalanche. And if you look real close, and it's real close, you can see Captain America frozen in the ice. Wow. That's Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, and you know,
1: Nick, Nick Fury popping up, you know, they're definitely trying to tie it together. So that's how I feel that Venom would be effective. I honestly think that fucking Daredevil should have popped up somehow in Spider-Man or vice versa for that, for that reason, because how are you going to be based in New York and not recognize, you know, that character? Yeah. You know, I, I I give it up. The X-Men first class, that it hopefully it better tie into the old x-men you know the originals beast well that's uh, the plan <laughs> uh you know I, I don't see it deadpool i was upset because in the movie he didn't break the fourth wall and that's what deadpool's mostly known about you know well ryan reynolds is actually going to you know he's reprising his role as deadpool in the next movie and he's already said in a lot of interviews that he plans on making you know, Deadpool's character break the fourth wall, which I think is crucial. So I'm really glad that Ryan Reynolds actually is passionate enough about the character to to acknowledge, you know, little things like that that he does, like breaking the fourth wall. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is going to play Green Lantern also. He's going to be one of the first guys to play a Marvel character and a DC character. But it's weird that, you know, a lot of these guys are, are starting to take – superhero movies more seriously because a they realize that they can make the character their own and B it's a lot of, they make a lot of money because look at Robert Downey Jr. Him playing Iron Man, put him back on the map, you know, and he's considered a, a, he, I mean, not to say that he wasn't a great actor before, but you know, sometimes it takes that one movie that, you know, isn't something you'd normally do, but it's something that just makes you famous, you know, like Heath Ledger, he was a good actor. I've seen all most of the movies he's been in, but you'll always yeah, but, remember him. as Joker. he's remembered for that cowboy scene. <laughs> that was fun. oh yeah. I mean, well, you know what it is—the cowboy, the cowboy movie. You know, we can we can sit here and we can shit on the movie because it's about a bunch of faggy cowboys. But yeah. the fact of the matter is that for him to grow a set of balls and play that type of a role, you know, that's in terms of of acting you know that's him expanding his repertoire which is good and that and it was weird because if you look at his film career you know for Heath Ledger you'll see that he just played really crazy different eccentric characters in all the movies for that reason you know like he was he was a knight in that one movie you know then he was the you know he did the gay cowboy thing he was in 10 things i hate about you he was in some movie where he was a priest that was, like, trying to expose, like, all these murders that were being committed. You know, just totally different things that, that he used, that he shouldn't play, you know?
0: Yeah. Another thing, you know, Nick Fury coming
1: out with a movie. So I'm hoping that uh, Samuel L.
0: Jackson takes that place.
1: Well, he did. He signed up to do all the Marvel movies, the Avengers movies, and uh, supposedly a Nick Fury movie. Basically, with him playing Nick Fury, it leads me to believe that they're going to do a lot of the the ultimate Marvel storylines, which, you know, you can do a lot of different things, especially with guys like Thor, because his ultimate storyline is a lot different than regular Thor. Uh, Captain America, same thing. If they go with ultimate Captain America, you can do a lot of cool shit. But once again, you know, you can't go too crazy pumping out, you know, ultimate superhero movies like, you know, Iron Man the Avengers, the Hulk, Thor, and Captain America, that's about as core as you can get. I mean, if you really wanted to make shit crazy, you can put Spider Man in the Avengers movie because Spider Man is a member of the Avengers. Cause, have you ever seen the first uh, Nick Fury? The first Shield movie? What the, one with David <laughs> what, the one with David Hasselhoff? David Hasselhoff, yes. It was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. Very was horrible. Awful. Very. And, you know,
2: you know, I, I, David
1: Hasselhoff David probably did a good job as Nick Fury.
0: Nick
2: Fury.
1: The way he say I didn't even know half of the villains. I was like, who is that and What was the whole point of this movie? Just to save her daddy? Like, eh, just, I don't know. It, it was the That's to me. It was a real waste of my two hours. I'm, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I hear you. I'm also really looking I'm forward, to man. Too. Man, too. I hope, like on, FN, like, FN, I don't know, man, I don't know, but, but I hope they best, the wife. The wife.
0: You know what I'm talking hmm. about? I, uh, Henry Pym uh, is that? Pim? Him?
1: Is that him? What the uh, the guy who's a giant man? Henry Pym is giant man. He's yellow jacket. He's been like 19 different dudes.
2: What wasn't he the what, one that what, beat beat on his wife?
1: Yeah, that was him. Henry Pym beat on his wife. Because they're coming out with a movie of him, too. So I don't know if it's Henry Pym or... Apparently, it's a it's three Ant-Man, so I don't know which one it is. Most likely, it's Henry Pym because they got Scott Lang and Eric O'Grady. Right, right, right. I think they might go with Henry Pym just because if they do the Avengers movie, they could slide him right in and then put in Wasp also. But I will tell you, everybody who's listening, look forward for Planet Hope. It is going to be a good
0: movie. A very oh yeah, good I, saw, movie. I saw a trailer for it. Oh, you did? I, I haven't seen it yet.
1: And uh, you can probably look for it on a uh, on 411 or on YouTube. And look forward for Superman and Batman: Public Enemies, which I think that's going to yeah, be yeah, that's going to be good shit. So, man, i I let, I let you go. Keep on your show, man. I, I'm getting oh, into the man. You know, you have some oh, good, yeah, yeah, good yeah. arguments, man. So, you know. I appreciate it. All right, man. All right, brother. All right, we got eight minutes of show left. I'll see you around, dude. Yeah, man. All right, uh, with eight minutes of show left, I'm just going to go through a couple of things. We did not get any letters this week. Which kind of sucks because I always tell people, hey, send your letters in. I'm going to read them. Um, the letter, the letter I asked for last week was, you know, what summer movie has come out that was overly hyped and did not deliver. Now, you know, th- this could be this could be an argument that a can of worms that can be opened up really quick, but the fact of the matter is that nobody answered. So unfortunately. I have no letter bag for this week. But, here's what I got. For next week, next week's letter bag is going to be, I'm going to have two different questions to cover two different things. On a games-related question, with motion controllers coming out for Xbox, PlayStation 3, and the Wii, which already has one, which one do you think is going to implement the technology the best? Is that going to be Sony? Is it going to be Microsoft? Or is it going to be the Wii stepping their game up? Which one of them do you think is going to be implementing the best technology? That's the that's the, the gaming question. On, I'm actually going to throw out there a movie question. And that's going to be like this. Do you feel that the the overabundance of 3D movies is good or bad? You know, because the movie Up was in 3D. Uh, what the fuck was it? My Bloody Valentine horror flick, 3D. A lot of the cartoon flicks are in 3D. Do you feel that that's going to be the future of a lot of movies? What are your thoughts? Do you think it's going to be good or bad? Or, you know, pose your own argument, but do you feel that the overabundance of 3D movies is good or bad? You can send your responses to mtrhost at gmail.com. Again, you can send it to mtrhost at gmail.com. Also, I'm going to be over the next few days. I, I put up a blog post um, on the MyTake radio page that I am testing out a program called Audio Boo. And what's going to be happening is it's an app on my iPhone, and I will be microblogging, so to speak, kind of like Twitter, kind of like Facebook status updates, except they will be recorded. And I'm going to actually take the opportunity and use it to do reviews as well as just news updates and general musings of some sort. So once that's up and running and once the My Take Radio webpage is fully up, uh, that'll be another way to keep up to date with the goings on the going ons of the show um I think next month i'm going to start introducing prizes for letter bag winners uh depending on what it is and you know who gets randomly picked out. I will start offering some type of a prize, whether it'll be a game or a movie or some shit definitely going to be a prize involved uh What else do I got? That's pretty much it. Uh, What do we got? Do we got some calls here? Yes, we do. We got five minutes of show left, so I'm going to try and run through the calls real quick. Let's see who this is. You're on the air.
2: You're on the air. Who's this? Rich? Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? This is Vinny. Hey, Vinny. What's going on, dude? Not much. Uh, I just wanted to ask you something. Uh, have you seen the gameplay videos for APB?
1: I did not. Uh, I've actually,
2: I've ahead.
1: actually only heard. I've only heard little nuggets of information. Why? What's up with it? Uh,
2: it, it actually, it actually looks pretty good. Uh, I think it was Mortis. He uh, posted on MySpace in the in the video game forum uh, a couple of gameplay videos about it. And uh, it's really cool. Uh, You play one of two factions, uh, criminals or the enforcers. Uh, Do you remember the APB cabinet game in the arcade? You drove around? Yes, yes I do. It's based on that, and um, basically the criminals, they go around committing crimes, the APB gets pulled out, and then uh, you get partnered up with somebody, it could be three, four, five people, depending, and you chase them down through the city. It's a it's like Sandbox Play, like GTA, or the nice. GTA series, I should say. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to be coming out in like, uh, I think March 2010, something like that. But yeah, it looks really interesting. So, once nice. you uh, ca- do. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have
1: to check that out. I'm going to have to check that out. It, you know what it is? It's um, It sounds a lot like the old, when you used to play NARC, you know, they put the APB out on the guy. Uh huh. You go through the stage, you fight the crackheads, and then uh, you kill the guy. Yep. So I'm definitely going to have to check that out, because it, uh, it would definitely be something up my alley. Because I was a big fan of Crackdown for that reason.
2: The, the, the best comparison would be, it's almost like a cross between Grand, the Grand Theft Auto series and Need for Speed. Oh, okay. Because, because you can actually like hop in the car and chase him down in a sandbox environment like Grand Theft Auto.
1: Nice.
2: So yeah, oh, I'm it, definitely it, gonna have it,
1: to check that yeah, shit out, sure. Yeah
2: definitely. And uh it, it's MMO, but you know I'll I'll definitely uh break my MMO cherry on that game. Not so much as you know, wow or any kind of crap like that. But uh yeah definitely man. Looks good. Oh I'm definitely
1: gonna go I'll definitely see if I can pop into the forum after the show's over and check out some of the gameplay.
2: Yeah, um, I can't remember where I saw it because uh, I pulled up the link in the uh, to the actual site where the videos were.
1: Well, I'll um, see if it's but, on. Yeah. I'll see if it's on game trailers.
2: Okay. All right, All brother.
1: No, thanks a lot. So okay. Thanks, dude. Thanks for calling. Later. All right, we got uh, two minutes of show left. Uh, let me get my plugs out. I want to say thanks to all, all the people that called in tonight. I appreciate it. You guys are what motivate me to do the show. Uh, if you want to follow some of my exploits on Twitter, you can go to twitter.com slash akuma25. You can also find me on MySpace, myspace.com slash rb19ad. I'm also on Facebook, but I'm not going to throw that shit out there just yet. But you can follow me on Twitter, you can follow me on MySpace. You can check out some of the goings on on the MyTake Radio website. And with that, folks, 90 seconds of show left. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. That was that was the Castlevania intro, Castlevania from Iamevil O C if you want to download the track.